Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Serenity in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. It actually took me a long time to watch Firefly. Uh, that was... I, I like it. I like a, I like the show a lot. It took, but I don't know. It's one of those things where everyone tells you it's so good. Everyone tells you it's so good. Everyone tells you it's so good. And I don't know. I think I just was worried I was going to kind of let myself down in a sense. Uh, so I, I didn't see Serenity until April of 2018. Um, so not not even a year ago, I watched it for the first time. Uh, and I watched it because it was on somebody's top 300 list. I think Kyle's. But, oh, that's, hold on a second. Serenity. Oh, Serenity is a new movie. Completely irrelevant from Firefly. Uh, all right, then. Um, in that sense, uh, let's, okay. Serenity, a 2019 film directed by Stephen Knight. Uh, I've seen both other films that Stephen Knight has directed, Locke and Re uh, Redemption slash Hummingbird. Redemption slash Hummingbird came out in 2013, uh, and I think it's a pile of garbage. Locke came out in 2013 as well, and I think it's incredible. I, I, I don't know what the difference was. I don't know what changed. He wrote both films. He directed both films, and they could not be further apart from each other. He is also a writer on Eastern Promises, The Girl in the Spider's Web, Pawn Sacrifice, Burnt, Allied, uh, Woman Walks Ahead, November Criminals, Dirty Pretty Things, The Hundred Foot Journey, Seventh Son, on and on and on and on. Uh, he's rumored to be the writer on World War Z too. He he's it's up his uh, he's got his ups and downs for sure, but a lot of downs if I'm going to be honest. You know, outside of Locke. And kind of Eastern Promises. Uh, there's not a ton here that I'm I'm impressed by. Uh, so beyond Stephen Knight, you've got Matthew McConaughey in the lead role as Baker Dill. You've got supporting performances from Anne Hathaway, Diane Lane, Jason Clark, uh, Jiman Hounsou, among others. And I'm just you know. I, I can't really talk about this film without talking about the huge quote-unquote twist, uh, honestly. So there will be spoilers uh, very soon. Before that, though, I don't know how to qualify this movie. It is as bizarre and unorthodox as uh, everyone seems to be saying. It does feel like 2019's The Book of Henry. It's exact. That is exact. The best comparison I I can make, and I, I just. It's better than the Book of Henry, but is it? And I don't know. I I haven't rated it yet. I don't even have a review for it on Letterboxd yet. I'm a little behind right now, but looking at Book of Henry, which I gave a four. So, you know, low bar. I think this is going to come in, like, 
the high 20s, low 20s, maybe the high teens. I'm still figuring it out, and hopefully this review will give me a little bit clearer, a little more clarity when, when determining what its score will be. But I didn't hate it. I just think it's a, a mess. So, again, you know, proceed with caution if you have any interest in seeing it. I actually didn't... I, I thought the performances were okay nothing really stood out to me uh i would say anne hathaway and jason clark really felt like they were in a different movie from everyone else uh but it doesn't that's not a bad thing like that kind of makes sense with what the movie is uh diane lane is in is just a complete waste in this movie she's given very very little to do uh which is unfortunate because she shows up very early and then just kind of peters out as, as it proceeds, and I, I thought there was potential for her character, but it, it never didn't really manifest. Uh, so yeah, I guess it's not really a recommendation. I wouldn't recommend it, but it's a movie. It's a, it's a strange, weird, bizarre little movie, and if, if, you, if, that, if that's an appealing aspect, if that makes you more excited to see it then by all means you're you're gonna have an experience watching serenity uh but that's that's about all i'm gonna say until spoilers so if you have to know if you haven't seen it but have to know what's going on or if you have seen it and and just need somebody to share in the the confusion uh stick 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 here uh, through the spoiler bumper, and uh, we'll get into spoilers for Serenity. Don't ask too many questions, you don't want answers to. You don't like my direction, and I won't follow you. Okay, spoilers for Serenity. Let's kind of walk through the plot of this movie real quick. And it won't, probably won't be that quick, but Matthew McConaughey. We're introduced to him. He is a boat captain. He fishes. He goes out fishing. We are introduced to him on a fishing trip with some guests. Jimon Hounsou is his first mate. And uh, they're just kind of lounging out in the middle of the ocean. One of the rods picks something up. And all of a sudden, uh, McConaughey is, is enraptured. And he won't let the guests reel in the fish because it's, it's his white whale. It's his Moby dick and uh it's just this huge tuna and we watch him he reels it in he reels it in he's there for presumably hours doing this <clears throat> he gets it right under the boat he calls for jimon hansu to help him they try to snag it on a hook and uh, it gets away it's a shame you know and at this point I really had no idea what to expect from this movie other than McConaughey and Hathaway are in it. That's all I really knew. And at this point, I was like, okay. what?" I knew there was some big thing, some big twist that apparently wasn't that great. But at this point, I... I don't know. Like, the fish was just a figment of his imagination or something like that. I don't know what I was exactly thinking. But I wasn't... I was on board. I was on board with this movie through this sequence. They get back to land. He didn't catch anything. Uh, he can't pay Jimon Hansu, so he goes and and sells his body to Diane Lane uh, to pay to get money to pay Jimon Hansu to buy fish and bait and things like that and beer. Uh, so, 
and I, I again I mentioned Diane Lane earlier. I like the the launch point of her character. I think she could have become an interesting character in this movie. Unfortunately, uh, that was not to be. She was not given any agency. She was not given any ability to to direct the story in any way. And outside of occasional sex with McConaughey, she doesn't really get a lot. She didn't get anything to do. We see her peer through her window shades a few times, and it doesn't make any sense why, even in the greater context of the story. I don't know. It seemed worthless. Moving on. Uh, so so the, the hunt for this tuna continues, and it seems to be the main thread of the film. Uh, we get it for like 15, 20, 25 minutes, and then... Anne Hathaway appears. And there's this camera effect uh, that takes place. I don't I think it happens first with Anne Hathaway. When we see her enter the bar, the camera follows from behind her, and then it does this really sh- swift pivot to the front of her face. It does the same thing when we're introduced to Jason Clark. It does the same thing uh, with McConaughey at various points. Uh, it might even happen to McConaughey first when he dives off the uh, the, the cliff to, to quote-unquote bathe. And the whatever the first time that happened was, I was like, oh, that's kind of exactly like a video game. And I was like, that's, you know, that's centering the camera behind your video game character or in front of your video game character for a cutscene for something. You know, I've seen things like that before, but pretty much in video games. I've never seen that in a movie. And that's when I was like, okay, I, I know where I'm at now. Because that kind of slowly puts the pieces together as we progress through the film. Uh, so Anne Hathaway shows up, and she's like, and we realize now that, or we're told anyway, Hathaway and McConaughey used to be together. Uh, I don't know if they were married, but they at least have a kid. And now she is with Jason Clark, who is abusive and violent. And Anne Hathaway wants McConaughey to take her new her husband out on a trip and uh, surreptitiously throw him over the side to the sharks no big deal and for his trouble she'll pay him 10 million dollars now running along beside this i think this has already happened in the movie at this point we keep seeing flashes to this kid and mcconaughey is talking to the kid and they kind of have they're communicating somehow maybe not at all maybe barely maybe it's all in their heads who knows at this up and up before, if you're not working in the construct of a video game who knows how they're communicating but it's not the, the the Anne Hathaway piece of the puzzle gives us okay he's longing for his son he misses his son his son misses him we don't know why they aren't together anymore we learn that he went to war and that he came back really messed up. Uh, so I get I get that that could cause uh, a couple to split up. I can, you know, that's obviously a difficult circumstance and situation. Okay. So he goes to war. He comes home. Nothing's really right in his head. He was apparently very good doing the war stuff. And uh, then he 
just kind of escapes reality and literally and goes to this Plymouth Island where he's a fisherman. We see flashbacks of him fishing with his son. And in hindsight, depending on the age, his son is like 14, I think they say at the end. And if he went to war like 11 years ago, I don't think the scenes with him fishing maybe even happened. He, he, I don't know how old he could have been. Unless the kid, I don't think the kid, the kid would have been like two or three years old if it happened before he went to war, which was in the mid-aughts, I think, 2006. So, I don't know. I, I think the timeline's a little shaky. Anyway, Hathaway shows up, kill my husband, $10 million, and he's like, no. So then we get the Jason Clark character. Uh, he shows up at this hotel. We get the camera zoom swivel on his face as well and he is rich he's got all the things he is a jerk and uh yeah there's this weird scene between him and Anne Hathaway he enters her room her hotel room she's very startled uh like the second thing he tells her to do is like to disrobe and take all her clothes off which she does and he's admiring her body. And at, for a second, I was wondering, you know, what, why, why does this scene, something about this scene makes it feel like she's not real. Other than him objectifying her and, and treating her like not a human being. But just that like he, he, he finds this scratch on her thigh. I don't remember that happening in like when she was with McConaughey or, or you know we didn't see this happen to her and she just and like the way the dialogue is in this scene and how he like kind of examines her it just all very very strange and for a second I was like oh is she not even real but neither of them end up being real so what does that actually mean and then you take a step back further if Everything that happens in the McConaughey reality is part of this ultimate video game that his son created. Uh, then his son created a video game where his dad has sex with Diane Lane. He uh, creates a video game and like he's, I don't know, this kid is incredibly, he's got problems and whether they stem from his the lack loss of his father or his abusive stepfather or whatever, uh, they they need help. He needs help, I think. Uh, and and I mean, obviously, that becomes very 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 apparent very soon. So, continuing, uh, let's introduce a character now named Jeremy Strong. Jeremy Strong. <laughs> plays a character named Reed Miller in the in the movie. He exists in the Matthew McConaughey reality. And he is the rules. He is quite literally the rules. And this is where, if you haven't picked up on the video game elements, uh, they tell you. Because he says, I am the rules. And the rules say that you catch a fish. And there are other games that people play, like find like chasing the cat or blah, 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 blah. blah. 
but your but the best game is catch the fish. He tells him to catch the fish. And you start putting together all the pieces. McConaughey's not actually alive. He died in at war when he went. And this is his son, you know, le- yearning to, you know, have him back kind of. Uh, and Hathaway's not actually there. This is all a simulation. And it's the kid, his son, who actually wants the stepfather dead. Um, and all these things kind of rattle around in McConaughey's head. And, you know, suddenly his interactions with the other characters. And this is... There was some unease earlier, but suddenly all of his interactions are very, very pointed and obvious you know maybe it's not that everyone on this island knows everything it's that everyone knows nothing this that and the other so he decides yeah I'll kill this guy because it's what my son wants but at the same time if he knows he's in a simulation if he knows it's not real then killing the stepfather literally means nothing right it's it's mostly just a way for the son to live out his urges in a quote-unquote safer environment so it seems to me that McConaughey's back and forth and ultimately the world's back and his world's back and forth at large is the sun contemplating whether or not it's worth it to actually in real world kill Jason Clark right so if he can convince himself against all the opposition against you know and by himself McConaughey if he can convince this situation to happen then he can do it and go through with it in real life one of the scenes I actually like in this movie and there's a couple one of them though McConaughey kind of like runs away from everything. Uh, the day he the sec- he takes out Jason Clark once, and it doesn't. It just goes like a normal trip, and he doesn't kill him. The second time he's going to take him out. Before that happens, it rains, and then he finds out that uh, Jim and Hansu broke Jason Clark's hand. Which this is just a, a weird side plot that I don't think needed to happen and felt largely unnecessary because it crafted a scenario that sounded that was way more ridiculous than it needed to be but he ends up on the beach sitting on this piece of driftwood and reed miller the jeremy strong rules character shows up and they kind of have this little conversation and mcconaughey basically says you know the rules have changed Uh, And the conversation eventually turns into, you know, if his son is the one that created the rules, created the world, created the game, then how can what they do, how, how can there be rules against what he wants, if that makes sense? Analogous to say, God, if God wanted X to happen, why would there be things in place in the world to prevent X from happening, right? And... That's that's an interesting question, I think. Because it it implies that 
and maybe it doesn't because ultimately what happens is the rules, both the character and the actual rules, change. The rules have changed. Suddenly, if the game is now to kill Jason Clark, the rules are on board and they want to help and they want to make it happen. So if the creator, in this case, Makane's son, is exerting his will over this world he's created to such a degree where he can fundamentally change the rules of the the world, then, you know, sky's the limit. And, you know, comparing that to the world we live in outside of this movie, outside of everything, I guess, uh, if there is a creator, and if this hypothetical creator wanted to change the rules we operate by, either from a biological or physical or, or mental level on any, you know, moral or whatever, on any scale, I, I guess what Stephen Knight is saying is that that's possible. And I, I don't, I, you know, like murder has never been a good thing. But if you say compare it to, I don't know, like gay marriage, I, I don't know. I, I feel like this is just way off the way off the walls. But let's say two thousand years ago, the rules, quote unquote, if there are one, or even just like a hundred and fifty years ago, the rules fifty years ago, quote unquote, uh, there was there was no gay marriage, and those were the rules. Now there is gay marriage, not every single place in the world, but it's there. And the rules, laws, society is changing to serve this creator, this higher power, this this influencer. And whether you want to ascribe that label to a deity or just to the will of the people on its own uh, or something else, I think that... There's something to it, I guess. Uh, maybe I don't. I don't know. I I don't feel confident about any any of the words I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know this. Mo- okay, so they go out the second time with Jason Clark. His hand is broken. He's bloody. He can barely stand up. He can't stand up. He can't hold a fishing rod. And Hathaway has convinced him that he needs to do this for her. The grandson, nephew of of Diane Lane shows up as a stowaway for... I I tried to, like, place his character in, like, the video game world. And it just doesn't work. It's not... It's totally irrelevant. His appearance doesn't really change anything. But... so, So they get the big tuna... Uh, they attach the fishing rod to Jason Clark. He goes over the edge, and uh, he's dead. Great. Everyone's happy. Uh, interspliced with kid in the real world, 
grabbing a knife, and uh, we find out he kills Jason Clark's character in the real world, uh, stabbing him once in the chest. Uh, news reports later tell us that uh, he doesn't get prison because Anne Hathaway testifies he was protecting us, we were beaten and abused constantly, yada, 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 which is true, believing the story were, I mean, true. So uh, there's a level of self-defense there. Uh, so, uh, but I, I at, the, at the end of the day, like, I don't know. So one of the other shots I actually like, there's a scene where McConaughey is standing outside and uh, I forget if it's it's Reed Miller's character, the rules or somebody, somebody says that the rules are changing. The game is changing, different game. And the camera just circles around McConaughey a couple of times as literally the buildings around him pixelate almost and into like polygons and, and shapes and then reassemble in a different into different buildings and suddenly we're in a different game basically and then we see the son in the game now reuniting with his dad i don't know what that means uh he's he's closer to his dad now i guess but i don't know why he couldn't put himself in the game in the first place uh i don't know I compare this to the Book of Henry because in the Book of Henry, you have a kid who dies fairly early on in the movie, but leaves behind a plan to kill somebody that he wants his mom and little brother to act out. Uh, and he does so because he wants to kill somebody who is abusing and cruel to somebody he likes, somebody he's affectionate uh, for. This is that movie. This is that movie with a different rapper, with a different cover, and and it's it's slightly better. It's not a lot better. I think I'm definitely hedging on uh, rating this in the tens. But oh man, Serenity, Serenity. Now uh, this is just uh, a clusterfuck, absolute clusterfuck. I don't know. It it man. It is it very much feels like a video game. You perform a task, you get money, you you catch a fish, you sell the fish. You you know, I I got vibes of of Assassin's Creed and and Animal Crossing and things like that. Um hilarious still anytime you see a shot of the kid and like we see shots of him throughout the film even in the towards the beginning of him in front of a computer typing up all this code kids 14 i think he's 14 14 years old and even let's assume he could make a video game you see images of the video game on your screen and they're like nintendo 64 1992 graphics they're, they're, you know, first version of Tomb Raider graphics with, like, the pointy chest. Like, the, the, there's no curvature. There, every, everything is he, greatly pixelated. 
So you have to take another kind of leap of faith there in recognizing that, okay, the world he created is, you know, like almost two-dimensional and, uh, you know, you couldn't discern one human character from another without knowing them beforehand. And then once you're into that world, okay, it just looks like a normal place. Eh. Eh. I don't know. Serenity is is a huge endeavor and it's it's Stephen Knight really, you know, rolling the dice and uh it, it I don't know if it comes up snake eyes, but it comes up with like a 3. It's it's a real bad bad thing. It's not good. Bad. Don't watch this. Jeez. And like some of, God, this this movie is going to be on the Circle of Film Awards for 2019 until like March probably too. Until I've seen enough movies to knock it off. So, uh, Serenity. Um, it's going to be, as of right now, the lowest rated movie from this year. Previously that was A Dog's Way Home at 18. This is definitely going to come in lower than that. Maybe in like the 12, 13 area. Yeah, I don't see this. Uh, if anything, go see Bumblebee. Bumblebee is worth your time this weekend. Go see Bumblebee. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Uh, it was, yeah. Uh, if you have any thoughts on Serenity, feel free to to share, send them my way at Circle of Film on Twitter, uh, circleoffilm at gmail.com, email, letterbox.com slash circlefilm. I will get a review up there um, probably today. And... If you'd like to hear more uh, more episodes, head over to circlefilm.com or go on iTunes. You can also rate and review me there. I uh, really appreciate anyone who does that. And uh, if you'd like to support the show, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash circlefilm for as little as eight cents an episode. Thank you one more time, and as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same tonight. I know she'll never... Even as she fades from view So long, farewell, I'll be to say adieu Nothing's really left or lost without a trace Nothing's gone forever, only out of place So long, farewell, oh, what I'll be to say Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, so long